Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Fictional, a podcast about romance fiction by romance writers. I'm Kat. And I'm Beatrix. Quick disclaimer, just like a romance novel, listen to this podcast by yourself. This is a kid-free zone, people. Close your, close your bedroom door. Turn the lights down low. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Today we're talking about, this is a special episode. We're talking about anal and altars. We're going to start with Sierra Simone's Priest, a very popular book that includes both anal sex and an altar. So excited to talk about that. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about erotica in romance, heat levels. That's kind of a nebulous thing in romance and also sex and romance in general. All the smut. Which is all we ever talk about. I mean, it goes hand in hand, people. (laughs) (laughs) Beatrix, you want to start us off? Tell us a little bit about Priest. Just to give you guys like an idea of what it's about. Here's the book blurb as of Goodreads, right? There are many rules a priest can't break. A priest cannot marry. A priest cannot abandon his flock. A priest cannot forsake his God. I've always been good at following rules until she came. My name is Tyler. I think it's Anselm. I don't know if that says that. Anselm? 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 Anyway, Tyler Bell. Bell. We'll just skip the middle name. Tyler Bell. And I haven't given a lot of thought to the name. I'll just say that. Um, I'm 29 years old. Six months ago, I broke my vow of celibacy. On the altar of my own church. And God help me, I would do it again. I am a priest and this is my confession. So that should give you a rough idea of what this book is about. Right. But basically, I think it was, what is it, 2015. So it's a couple years old. This is right before Trump came into office. This is, yeah, 2015 seems like yesterday to me, but it was literally six years years ago. And wow, some things have changed. Some things have changed. is The Walking Dead still on TV? I, I don't you know. know. It's one of the, because it is brought up quite a lot in this book. <laughs> Which I'm like, is this a Jesus reference? Maybe. Is this a Jesus is a zombie <laughs> reference? Because I swear she's she's really tongue in cheek in this, in this uh, story. Yeah. And I really felt that that's what she was going for with that. Yeah. Like it was almost multi-purpose. Tyler is also a zombie. He's living his life not like himself right like he's not connected to his body and he's he's like i can be a a person who isn't connected to who i really am so he himself is kind of in this zombie state yeah like if we if we go back and clarify this a little bit tyler basically is a new priest who is on this kind of i I don't want to say redemption arc but he's trying to make right the wrongs in his community for his sister who committed suicide after being molested by a priest within the community so he wants to put a clean or new fresh name on priesthood and and the religion and help people trust the church again so that's why he becomes a priest it's all that's his motivation he thinks i can fix the system Mm -hmm. from the inside and i fully disagree with this although people are flawed and i understand that some people have this philosophy about life Mm -hmm. my philosophy is you cannot heal in the place you got sick but in this book he's saying i'm gonna infiltrate and i'm going to right the wrongs of this system by myself it's almost yeah like a hero's complex it's i mean that's a big task let's say that it's 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 a very big feat to say i can fix an entire institution So let's get into it a little bit. So yeah, the story is based around that. And Tyler basically one day meets this newcomer to the church. 
called Poppy. Poppy Danforth, which yes. is a great name. It is a very romance novel name. We we were just talking about like waspy people loving cheese platters. Poppy Danforth loves a cheese she platter. Would, she would go hard. She could put out a nice a platter. platter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she, yeah, shows up one day in the confessional booth and basically to spark something in Tyler. This is our inciting incident. Yes. It's a it's a real love at first confession. Yeah, he hears her voice and that's it. He's just all his three, however many, I think it's three years of being a priest has gone out the window and he's just has a straight up heart on for this woman. Literally. Literally in the confessional booth. And thus begins their story. <laughs> and thus begins our story. I have to say this, and I wrote a note, mm. just from a writer's perspective, that mm-hmm. opening is a banger. It is a like, hook. And this is my confession. I oh. love it. I think this writing is immaculate. <laughs> There is some really good lines in the book. I'm not going to lie. There are some really good lines in the book where I was uh, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's hot. We're in Tyler's perspective. It's a first Mm -hmm. person past tense. Yes. Really, this book reads to me like an epistolary. It literally is his confession. He's telling us the reader, but it does have like a very, this is a sacred text that I'm reading to you right now. But because it's a romance, I did find it really poignant at a lot of times. And I thought that Sierra Simone's use of sacred and profane and a little cheekiness with that was well done. But it was so melancholy to me. The story of it was melancholy. Even at the end when they're supposed to be happy and they're together, I had like a real sense of sadness. What was good about it was it made me uncomfortable because I think good writing does make you uncomfortable. True. And it wasn't because they were having sex on an altar. I mean, it was interesting to have a romance novel, I would say fairly solely from a male-centric perspective. Because I think she she came in like twice. I think she had two very small POV moments. But 99% of the time it was Tyler. So that was an interesting choice because normally you do have it at least a 50-50. And if it's not, it's going to be, if there's a woman, it's probably going to be her POV, right? So that was interesting. I did like that because right. it is more uncommon, I would say, in the romance genre as a whole. I can understand why, because we're the whole story is about his journey, him overcoming this guilt and his arc of no longer needing to fix the institution to just coming to a point of acceptance with his grief about his sister and et cetera. And that Poppy as a character was not a conflicted character. Do you know what I mean? She was like a holy... She was really... She really did know herself. Yeah. She was very kind of like aware. She didn't have any of the same, I think, levels of conflict that he did. She comes in as a as a character who's conflicted. Like, I did a bad thing and... I'm not sure if I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. I need <laughs> to seek forgiveness for this or I need to find within myself like a way to live with who I am. Something right. like that. But But you're right. It's not her conflict. It's not her story. So I can I can appreciate how that's the goal that was the target potentially for the for the author. Honestly, religious connotations. I, I was like, this is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> you know, like I was like, yes, let's do this. Like as soon as they, they started, the first impressions where they had those first couple chapters and we got that sentiment of like a Dom priest. I was like, I texted Hot. you. I was like, I'm Hot. living for this. <laughs> I am living for a dom. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was my thing, but okay. Give me a dom priest. Well, in a safe way, give me a dom priest, please. Yeah, I like that play on on the concept of like somebody that's supposed to be in control and 
very like reserved being a priest figure was having the same sort of in control things but in a sexual way he has a lot of i need to control my environment i like the mirroring between the two roles in a strange way as i got into the book i was expecting to see more of that and instead i feel like we got a lot more of a you know like a guilt trip dom like i shouldn't be doing this and i understand it's juxtaposed against the whole yeah that's part of the forbidden love but i'm kind of like in the heat of the moments he was still doing that i think that's where i got frustrated because i was like in the heat of the moments he's already gone he's already crossed that threshold we should really see something and you could even with poppy's character i think she was constantly trying to kind of be like just do it you know like just (laughs) but then we let's talk about just do what yeah. Because there was this whole, like, I'm dark deep down mm-hmm. and I want to hurt you. But he, yeah. the most he did was spank her. Yeah. And he made her, like, walk on her hands and knees yeah. a little bit. Yeah. To me, and that's fine with me because that's not my kink. Like, anyway, it works right. just fine. I thought it was pr- really hot. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't, I was expecting something big to happen. Yes. I think he ties her up. Yeah. But are we so desensitized? Maybe that means See, now, this is where I was going with that. Because <laughs> okay, I, sorry, keep going. <laughs> I remember reading it and waiting, expecting that to happen. And all the different kind of sets up that they do with the altar, with the holy oil, I think on the service would be very provocative, you know, imagery, you know, because they have like religious figures and stuff involved in it. I was, I literally wrote, I think after one of the, when he did her in the, in the church, right? Yeah. I literally wrote at the end of the thing, vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) But I think to other readers reading that, that would be quite a shock factor for them. Well, it depends on your relationship with a Catholic church, probably. That is also true. Yeah. Do you hold that sacred? Do you, are you also partaking in rituals of a church? Like that would probably change your reaction, which to me, it was nothing. I was like, that's just a place, but I like it Mm. in a literary sense. I like it. There's a lot of sacred and profane dichotomies happening, which is really nice. You have the anal sex on the altar. You Mm -hmm. have the, he wants to hurt her. He also really loves her. And I believed. Oh yeah. Did you believe the love? I believed it when it was like, I love you now. When they started saying, I love you, it actually really rang true to me. Well, and he had a lot of aftercare moments as well. Yes. That was very typical of like a Dom relationship too. Like, I'm glad they put that in. As a reader, if you were coming into this book as someone who either has a personal relationship with Catholicism or is somebody that's not very, I don't want to say experienced, but you have fairly like mainstream maybe reading habits and romance novels, then this book would be more shocking. You know, it would be something that right. would kind of be like, whoa, because you have a Dom priest, you have like anal with holy oil. You know what I mean? You have things that are a bit extra. <laughs> to some people, maybe a lot of people, this would be like crossing a line. This would yeah. be pushing a boundary to us. It not just... so much. <laughs> so therefore, my interpretation of reading it or my, you know, experience of reading it was kind of, it's, it hasn't gone too far, which I think is a funny thing when you look at the book, because I think a lot of people would automatically assume this book has gone too far. I read somebody saying it's inspirational romance. It is yeah. technically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was oh hilarious. <laughs> it's a religious romance. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, you know what? Actually, that does make sense. It's an erotica inspirational romance. If you're really going to label it, that would probably be the most applicable. Inspirational erotica. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Not really. Other people have said it. Not here first. But I think if you understand what the book is trying to do, then you won't be a either just shocked by the superficial, it's a Dom Priest concept. And you'll be looking at it, I think, 
in a slightly it would make more sense it's a spiritual journey of the main character the guilt he feels obviously is related to his religion i think the guilty feeling is not related to his religion it's related to his sister and he's projecting it onto religion which is why it comes across as false to me that is true Uh, not as like i mean false as in the writer made it like that on purpose Mm. you know which i don't know if that's a critique on I don't religion know. in general. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't it's know. an interesting way to, it's one way to think about it. I'll say it's not the book I was expecting when I first started reading it. It's not the book you wanted. It's the book you deserved. <laughs> no, it wasn't the book I was expecting to read. I think it's a interesting take on a religious based erotica. There's some really beautiful parts too. Like this was giving me like a 1980s, priest forbidden love story it's a movie where we're we're in the cathedral and a, and a door is slamming shut and it's like echoing the mood and the tone of the drama i really loved you could hear it the first time she goes to the confessional she runs out and he says wait wait i said but the door to the booth swung open and she was gone and you can hear it because she's in heels and she's clicking away or whatever it is but i just really felt like that was beautiful i think that's beautiful and that's I felt it. I could feel it in myself. And and I grew up in a church. So some of this did like... So you had some imagery. yeah, Imagery of it. Yeah. yeah felt a certain way to me. Again, this, this is totally feeding into this. It depends on who you are when you come to this book. Because I did not grow up in a church. I have no relations to, to Christianity. You're like a church is a building. Yeah, to Christianity. <laughs> is, or... To me, like I don't have it either like yeah. now. But right, it's different because I have like... a a memory of it yeah I don't even have that I literally have zero experience whatsoever I know about obviously and so I was able to understand a lot of his references and and the imagery and stuff that was being used but I guess to me that's why maybe there was a more of a dissociation for me like I wasn't coming into it being triggered or offended by it because I was I have no impressions whatsoever to place upon that from the get-go which I think is important to note because this book, depending on who you are, will change the, the experience. You know, I mean, as is with all books. Maybe I'm wrong here. This was just kind of my feeling on it. There mm-hmm. was this attempt to make these characters, quote unquote, good. So it's like they're doing this thing that might be, be considered very bad. A priest is taking advantage of his power dynamic. Mm-hmm. This woman was a sex worker. We should talk about that, too. And she comes from a lot of money. And it's there's all these things about them that could make some people find them unlikable Mm -hmm. and so i felt that sierra simone added things in to make you want to like them we're looking at it from like this is what needs to happen in romance novel for this relationship to develop and therefore make sense erotica romance is very different and i feel like this book is very much an erotica romance because the sex is what's driving 90 percent of the book it's what's driving all those other plot lines it's what you're it's how you're getting from point a to point b also it just feels erotic so um i thought that sierra simone was actually smart in keeping Mm -hmm. that those interstitial parts of the story quick because honestly i just wanted to get to the sex i just wanted the two characters on the page i just wanted to see them interact i thought they had great chemistry i said the thing earlier where i asked the question what is it about their personalities that were like really matching up but now that i'm thinking about it it's like well their kinks are the same, so they have that. That is very true. But also, yeah. Tyler's very sweet as a character. He's like a nice guy, even though he's like a dom figure. Like he's a nice guy. 
Which I think is the point, right? Like, a dom doesn't mean not nice. Yeah, no, that's true. I just think, it, yeah. I mean, he's very caring, yeah. and uh, let's talk about the sex work stuff. My um, thoughts in it are from a different angle. So, I, you know, the stripper priest thing, that's a great great dynamic, sure. I guess, yeah. um, <laughs> On many levels. But my issue was how she's described as getting into sex work. Now, mm-hmm. sex work. Let's mm-hmm. start there. There are lots of stories about people getting into sex work because they're in a bad place or there's something, quote unquote, wrong with them or they've been abused. And they even address this in the book Mm -hmm. or they don't have any other options. Or say people just do it for fun. People do sex work for all kinds of reasons. They're in all kinds of places in their life, financially, age wise, all those things. Now, the the fact that Poppy was a wealthy white woman who Mm -hmm. didn't have to do sex work, but just did it because she was so horny or what literally I felt like that's how it was presented Mm -hmm. to us I wasn't sure how I felt about it because to me yeah it's great that she's doing sex work because she loves it Mm -hmm. that's great and it's great that she doesn't quote-unquote have to do it it made me feel like we were supposed to be like see it's okay there's nothing wrong with her she's doing sex work just because she wants to it was a justification not that oh you need to validate sex work or not but that it would give readers who may not be totally okay with it a way to validate it that's what i'm trying to say it's like obviously all sex work is valid if we give this character if she's quote-unquote good enough in that way Mm -hmm. then she's more accessible to readers who maybe don't know or or don't know as much about sex work i guess i'm not really making a judgment either way on it i'm just pointing out i thought there was an interesting aspect of the story i thought the sex work was I think it was the right choice to have her be a sex worker. I think that's the right foil for a, for a priest. It's definitely but... a, a choice. A choice was made on that front. Yeah. You know what scene I did find hot? Mm. Like, weirdly hot? I have a scene like this in my book. Not as dirty, though. Where he calls her because he misses her, and then they have, like, phone sex, yeah. kind of? Like, I yeah. thought that was really hot. It was, like, a yeah. quick scene, and it was different for them. Yeah. But then again, if, why is Poppy always so ready to go? Look, if I'm at work, mm-hmm. even if I work in a, in a sex club and my partner calls me, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm at work. <laughs> I'm not going to lock myself in an office right now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's because we've been together for a long, 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 long time. You know, maybe this would happen in a new relationship. I I don't know. That's, you know, maybe I'm just like a jaded old lady. Also, it's a book. I think because I'm used to some kind of shock value smut, when I do read other shock value smut, I'm not looking at it for the shock value, which is what a lot of people do. Shock value wears off very quickly. You know, I'm looking for how it's written and I'm looking for very specific things. How was it different? What's the power dynamic? What's this? What's the sensory feedback we're getting in this scene? I mean, that's how I like to write mine. This certainly inspired me. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> yes. I was like, I need to up my game. Sierra Simone's a great writer. Well, that that alone is a testimony. Then, like, if it can inspire people to kind of be like, okay, I can explore X, Y, Z things. I think we both agree that Sierra Simone's a very good writer, and this was a good story. Yeah, and she made bold choices. <laughs> yeah, and I respect yeah. it greatly. Yeah. Um, but just to, if we're going to break it down and like talk about our personal feelings on it, we're going to have a difference. Yeah. What do you think of the money shot scene? The money shot scene. He comes on her face. I don't see that much in romance. Yeah. I don't see like money. Maybe it is in some corners of romance, but like what I've read in general, mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of like 
Which makes me think it is a bit more erotica anyway, because erotica is very explicit. That's a moment of porn comparison to me. Not that this is porn, but that's really common in porn is a money shot on the face. Much less common, I think, in romance. I also think language language plays a role here. So what kind of words are you using to describe genitals or acts of sex? Which... Because I always use, like, the dirtiest words. Right. <laughs> but a lot of people don't. <laughs> it also depends on genre, though. I would say that Priest is not a book you're going to start reading romance with. So, for instance, Fifty Shades of Grey, when it came out, was one of these books that people mm-hmm. were like, this is dirty. And I read it, and I was like, wow, this is pretty dirty. Right. Now, I think I went back to read it, and I was like, these sex scenes are like one page. Like, what is this? This is nothing. And, like, Priest, to me, was very hot, but also not, like, shockingly hot. Like, very hot. Hotter than I write. Truly, though, I was like, I got to write hotter. Because no, yeah, it was a hundred percent. It's high. I'm heat. not living up yeah. to my game. This yeah. this is better game than I got, and I got to like start boosting my like my potential here. Shout out Sierra Simone. I think she fucking killed it with this book. Of course, we have our criticisms and thoughts on it, but at the end of the day, this is a a really smart, funny book. It's really sweet and tender in certain places. It's certainly trying to subvert tropes and stereotypes. I think she's going for all those things. And I think that she's doing a good job with them. Now we have our feelings about it either way, but just as like a writing a book like this, I give her props for that. Writing a book like this must have not have been easy. That would have been a really hard thing to I do. I would have never. Do it for I multiple wouldn't. reasons. Multiple okay, reasons. her letter in the beginning does like crack me up though. It's like a disclaimer. <laughs> First of all, she calls it priest, a love story, which I love that because yeah. it is a love story. It and is. I like this idea that she's saying, look, this is, this is really, it's dirty, but this is love at the end of the day. More reason to believe that this is erotica romance and not erotica. Because even right. she's labeling it as a love story. People will jump to this is smut, but like smut is also love, right? Like there's love within smut. And so her note (laughs) in the beginning, which is like her author's note about how she spent the majority of her life in the Catholic faith and that she's no longer, but she has Mm -hmm. quote unquote, the utmost affection and respect for the Catholic church. You must, because you want a fucking one. So, okay. (laughs) Not that she wants to fucking one, but clearly there's a fantasy there. I just think that cracked me the fuck Mm. up. I was like, what do you do? What's this story? What you're telling it was a little disclaimer and she's like look this is all about a priest falling in love and there's a ton of sex so i do like that she's basically stating though that it is a perspective and i can appreciate that because you're handling a very difficult subject content i applaud her for that as a writer i think when you write about something like this where you're really crossing a quote-unquote mm-hmm. line it's brave in its own way the letter just made me laugh because yeah. i was like oh boy here we go yeah <laughs> That's very true. It kind of warns you that you're getting your hands full on this one. Also, she self-published this, did she not? I am not 100% sure. Let me see. It says copyright Sierra Simone. I am not, again, surprised by that either. I thought the cover was really good. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. Naked, veiny man in a prayer gesture is is truly... uh, You'll get me to pick that up, that's for sure. She's done well to make it something that people will want to read. She's marketed it well. Tongue-in-cheek on the the front, it says, forgive us our sins. Yeah, so... I mean... But it's not for everybody. It is definitely not for everybody. What if I was like, this is a canon reading. Everybody must read. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. Of course, that's not for everybody. I mean, look, if you're going to be triggered by reading about the Catholic Church in any way, 
don't read this book. Do not read this book. Mm-mm. Don't read this book. If you've had a bad experience or good experience and you don't want and you don't want to invoke any of these images Do into not read your this life. Book. Yeah. Leave this book alone. But like, man, I thought it was good. It was still interesting, even though it's not my my go-tos. I still had a lot of thoughts on it. So I think that's at the end of the day, that's a goal for a writer, isn't it? Got us talking. You got people talking. You got people reading. You have people forming opinions. I think the worst thing you could do as a writer is somebody reads your book and then forgets it for good or bad. I am fearful of this and thinking people will read my book and be like, what was that thing I read? Yeah. That I think would Didn't be the I worst. Didn't I read some book about yeah. somebody? <laughs> and Priest is not one of those books. You're definitely not going to forget it. <laughs> to sum up, Priest, uh, great book. Read it. If you're not going to be triggered by Catholic Church stuff and you like a little bit of masturbatory material. It's, it's high heat. It's got a lot of content that is out of a mainstream romance. So if you're looking for something different, I'd say read And a little Priest. sweet. If you're but yeah, weird, a little weirdly, sweet. yeah, weirdly not very harsh, which is... <laughs> there was definitely like some yeah. sexy stuff. Well, yeah. lots and lots of sexy stuff, but also very sweet, like very tender. So yeah. um, it's romantic. Yeah, maybe not. It is romantic and maybe not our typical go to read. And but you know what? Go for it. Read it. You know, put it in your put it on your bookshelf. I dare you. <laughs> Check it out. All right. Thank you for listening. If you love romance and you enjoyed this podcast, come find us on Instagram at tall, dark, fictional. That's tall, dark, fictional and Twitter at TDF pod. It doesn't match. Please, please follow us on these. Please follow us on these social media platforms. We yes. have nobody and nothing. No, nobody and nothing. Uh, also, you can follow me. I'm Kat on Twitter at Kat author. That's C-A-T-W-Y-N-N author. Same name on Instagram. So if you do need to find me, you want to find me, which please do, um, it's at Beatrix Strand. So that's B-E-A-T-R-I-X-S-T-R-A-N-D. Like strand of hair. Yes. Um, All right. Well, I think that's goodbye from me. I'm Kat. And that's goodbye from me, Beatrix. And as always, thanks for coming. That's what she said. Trying not to cry then I was really hugging you goodbye then